everybody. Welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. Primetime, as always, brought to you by our friends over at PrimmanHyundai.com. We will talk more about them and the right of the week in a few moments here on the show. Tonight, we will talk about a Cowboys draft board because I, I honestly thought this was not going to happen. Jokingly, in the post-first round conference for the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones took what appeared to be the Dallas Cowboys draft board in a sheet of paper. He put it up, showed it to the cameras, showed it literally to the press. Like this was not a group of high schoolers visiting the star, trying to, you know, learn a thing or two about football. This was not a group of players. No, this was the press with phones at the ready, with cameras pointing towards the direction of Jerry Jones and the company. And Jerry Jones, he took that draft board, he put it up, and he showed Cowboys Nation. And I, I, I didn't know what I was showing you, by the way, on my notebook, some primetime notes. Maybe you guys can enhance it as well. Uh, but anyways, he did that. Mike McCarthy jokingly said, hey, put that down, Stephen. While from the opposite side of the table, we had a confused, probably pissed Will McClay because that was apparently, and we, I, I, I will start the question with this. I will start the show with this question, the real Dallas Cowboys draft board. The Athletic took it. They enhanced the picture. They used names, colleges, and some other stuff to figure out who were the players on that board because the picture was not very good. Mike Leslie, who does a great job over at Twitter, actually enhanced the picture with his TV camera, if I'm not mistaken, and then The Athletic did the rest. So we'll look at the board. First and foremost, though, the question for you guys in the chat is, do you believe or not believe that what Jerry Jones showed to the cameras was the actual Cowboys draft board. Let's look at it. Let's let's look at a Cowboys draft board. This is work directly from The Athletic because they took Mike Leslie's picture, they enhanced it, and they put in the work to figure out who were the names on that list. Kayvon Thibodeau, number one. And then you have offensive tackle Evan Neal at number two. This is just the top 10, so maybe it doesn't really matter a lot. You have some of the names that were not expected to be within reach for the Dallas Cowboys. And hey, here are some of these guys uh, that we already knew. The number one overall pick for the Cowboys was the seventh best prospect in their draft board. This is where it gets interesting. This is where it gets really interesting to me. And let's see some of your answers here. Toxic Tom says, who cares? The optics are awful. Craig says, do not believe. Bruce says, I never believed Jerry. Danny Savage says, yes, because Jerry, <laughs> he's 80, says Danny Savage. Believe for Lumen. Michael goes with it's a true story. Tommy says, yes, that has Cowboys written all over it. I... I tend to agree. At first, at first, I really thought, listen, that cannot be the Cowboys draft board. But then when you look at the rankings, 
it wouldn't be far-fetched to me, especially because it turns out that Tyler Smith was not the best player available. And we'll get into that in a few moments here. Uh, there are enough things, enough factors for me to believe, you know what, it actually was the draft board of the Dallas Cowboys, which is pretty insane to me. Jason says it was Dallas Young goes with definitely believe Jerry never lies with his smiley face. I don't know if that's sarcasm, uh, but listen, we'll look at the board. We'll look at the board here. So that was a top 10. I don't, I don't care too much about the top 10. Those players were not making it to the Cowboys, although there's an interesting takeaway that we'll discuss later on the show. This is where it gets interesting. The Cowboys had 14 first-round grades in this NFL draft. That was alluded to during the draft process by Stephen Jones. And according to The Athletic, this is how things looked like from 11 to 17. Number 13 was Louis Sign, the safety that a lot of people speculated that the Cowboys could be targeting in the first round. And then you had after that Jameson Williams at 14 at number 15. And that line that you guys see on your screen, that division means that those prospects of below the line are second rounders, according to their Cowboys draft grades. And actually in the enhanced picture of the Jerry Jones and, and Dallas Cowboys draft board, you can see that it's a different block. You can count 14 names in the first block. And then in the second block, you can start counting uh, different names, and those would be believed to be the second-round grades. They had Chris Olave as their 15th best prospect, and they had Tyler Smith as their number 16 prospect. So basically, the Cowboys didn't target the best player available on their draft because Louis Sain was available. And here is what, where, where BPA gets even more controversial. And I wanted to get your take on this because that will be the second question of the show. Say that you had the same rankings. Forget about whether you like Tyler Smith that much or not. That's a whole different topic. Say this is the board that you're working with. So you put Louis Sainz's name at 13 and you put Tyler Smith Tyler Smith's name at 16. You did this. Assume for a second, humor me, that this is your actual draft board. And you put Tyler Smith at 16. If you had these rankings, would you take Smith or would you take the safety in Lewis sign? What would you do? Because I know that we have had this discussion for a long time here on Primetime. Whether BPA is the way to go or not, people have been discussing the best way to build a football team and the best way to specifically to approach the NFL draft. Michael says Smith was BPA based on position flex, says Michael Dury. While you give me your answers and before I give you mine, who would you take, Sign or Smith, if you were working with this same board? Let me talk to you because I have a clear answer. But let me talk to you before I do that about our friends over at freemanhyundai.com because the ride of the week is the new 2022 Hyundai Palisade. It starts at $38,595. It comes with third row seating, perfect for families, very spacious vehicle, towing features, capable with trailer sway control, 
Blind spot collision avoidance, safety first as always, backup camera and rear parking sensors, and of course, the comfort of Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, a favorite of mine, Apple CarPlay, truly a game changer. But when it comes to the 2022 Hyundai Palisade, I recommend you go into premiumhyundai.com and check out the inside of the vehicle, the interior design, customer service, perfect uh, family-owned business for over 65 years. Make sure you check out the new Hyundai vehicles over at freemanhyundai.com. So make sure you do that. Now, some of your answers here. I would have taken science as Craig. So for Craig here, we, we would be talking about 100%. Who's the best player available? Gregory goes with Smith. Tommy also goes with Smith. Uh, Lumen goes with Lewis. Uh, let's see. Uh, they can take sign because they must go at in round two. This is Danny Savage. This picks, this trip picks like months ago, which was fun, man. Like, listen, when people started talking about Tyler Smith and then Sam Williams, we were joking around on day two in the, in the live stream, Sky and I, and we were talking about, you know, just, it's going to come down to Sam Williams and can someone fall enough for the Cowboys not to take Sam Williams? And it wasn't about not agreeing with the pick or not. It was just kind of funny that we didn't know who they were going to take. My answer is, if I were working with these rankings, yeah, I would have taken Tyler Smith, to be honest. Uh, we make fun of the Cowboys for not putting maybe enough attention to the safety position, maybe not caring enough about it not targeting free agents, not getting safeties in round one, that people like to say that the Cowboys have not drafted a, a safety in round one since Roy Williams, which is something that I low-key disagree with because in 2015, Byron Jones was sort of a safety. And we knew that he was a versatile defensive back, but the Cowboys, if I'm not mistaken, mistaken they did announce him as a safety. They did work him originally as a safety before you know, they moved him around a lot in his rookie year. And then afterwards, he was made a cornerback. But anyways, I digress. I would have taken Tyler Smith based on positional value because I do believe that exists. I do believe that positional scarcity plays a role into this whole conversation. And you you kind of need to get your offensive tackle. You kind of need, hey, if you want an offensive tackle, you're not going to find one in free agency. And that's something that the Cowboys knew in this process. Now, I'm not arguing if he was truly the best player available, but just working under the assumption that these are the true rankings for the Cowboys, you need to understand what the process was for them. Toxic Tom says, you trade down, Mo. Now, you know my take on trading down. I think that it's a little bit overblown. I think that you need to trade down if, it, if you're completely wiped out when you're on the clock. And it's interesting that there were some reports out there that the Titans actually wanted the 24th overall pick to take Tyler Smith. And that was a little bit surprising, but maybe that tells you enough about what the NFL teams thought about this offensive tackle class. And Bernard Raymond, for example, ended up falling significantly in this process. Uh, Smith was a horrible pick, says Craig. We will see. We will see. Now, Jerry Jones in the secret audio 
in the secret audio that they publish with every draft pick. You got to love listening to those because they're pretty emotional always. Jerry Jones tells Tyler Smith, I want you to know something. You beat out two pretty good players here. And of course, I would assume Jerry's talking about 13 in Lewis Sign, but also about 17 in Devin Lloyd. The Cowboys were close to getting Devin Lloyd. And if they were not high on on in like high enough for him to be a top 15 prospect or even a first round prospect for this matter, for this specific conversation, you gotta respect the fact that they stuck to their board when Devin Lloyd was the most hyped prospect among these three potential options. Now, I do think some, I have mentioned this before. We knew that this was going to be a draft class in which there were going to be a lot of disagreements. And I think that even when you compare Daniel Jeremiah's to Dane Brugler's top rankings, for example, you kind of see this as well. Everyone had very different rankings as opposed to different years. And I'm not talking about having Trayvon Walker as your number four best prospect or your number seventh best prospect. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking inside the positions. A lot of people didn't see eye to eye on who was the best offensive tackle, who was the best edge rusher. No better representation of that than the Jaguars taking Trayvon Walker with the first overall pick. People didn't agree on who was the number one wide receiver, the number one tight end, the number one quarterback. And I think that it's maybe a little bit easy for us to sit down here and criticize every single one of these picks, but it's clear that teams were not agreeing in pretty much anything. Didn't Matt Arisa, wasn't Matt Arisa the third punter taken in this NFL draft. The guy that is nicknamed the punt god was not the first punter taken in a draft in which we had multiple drafted. So it, it, it's kind of a little bit of perspective as to how controversial the draft class was, not for the media, but for the actual teams. The teams saw this class very differently. And at least that should, like if you are a, Tyler's made draft pick hater. Maybe that should put you at ease a little bit, in my opinion, at least. Uh, Samuel Rowe says, now that we have him, I wish him all the success. Uh, that is very fair. And again, if he does play at left guard, which the Cowboys expect him to compete for, that is going to be a, a win for the team. And it does seem like he will be playing guard, in my opinion, uh, unless the Cowboys maybe go target some other offensive line in, in free agency. We'll see what they do on that front. Danny Savage says, my three picks. Lloyd at 24, Ed Ingram, the LSU guard at 56, and then Petit Fur, the Ohio State uh, tackle, 88. That's interesting. By the way, talk. let's talk about this because I, I have some takeaways that I want to share with you. And of course, if you have some other takeaways from the Cowboys leaked draft board, please let me know in the chat. Let's take a look at this draft board because a lot was made about the Cowboys being quote unquote desperate to trade up. Clearly, they were not going to do so for Tyler Smith on, from who, for, for who they had a second round grade because not only does that show up in, the, in their draft board, but Dane Brugler actually said it live 
in the first round, he said, I know. He assured us that Tyler Smith had a second round grade on, on their board. Who were the Cowboys aiming to trade up for here? Was it really Kayvon Thibodeau, who they saw as the best prospect in this class? And maybe they had some wild expectations that he was going to fall out of the top uh, top five, which didn't happen because he went uh, with the fifth overall pick to the New York Giants. Or were maybe maybe they were expecting someone like Hamilton to fall? Like, I don't know. I'm looking at the top 10 in their board, and I cannot see the player that they were supposedly desperate to target. I don't know that they would have traded up for Charles Cross, who, who was their 12th best prospect. I don't know that they would have done so for Jameson Williams, for Jordan Davis. Interesting uh, scenario here. Hamilton or Davis is Dallas Junk. I, I, I have a hard time believing that they would have traded up for they would have traded up for Jordan Davis because you know it's a nose tackle. And we go back to to the Cowboys maybe passing on Lewis sign to get Tyler Smith based on positional value. I would have a hard time believing that, that they were targeting Davis, but that's definitely interesting. And he was high on their board. Uh, Cross or Davis, if they fell, says Danny Savage. It does seem to me like Cross might be up there because if you're targeting an offensive tackle, these clearly maybe they were hoping to, to find a better prospect. Maybe. Uh, Chris Graham says experts said Jalen Smith drop foot would never play again except the Cowboys uh, doctors. The Cowboys, historically, they've been pretty decent when it comes to the NFL draft, even though some will only focus on the Tackle Charlton pick, on the Morris Claiborne pick. But honestly, Dallas has been decent when it comes to the NFL draft. So good comment there for, for Chris, in my opinion. Tommy says, I would for Jordan Davis, that's fair. Dexter Williams says, why is Banderish still around? Although I understand the pause when it comes to, to Leighton Vanderich, you know, you look at the depth at the position and you see that the Cowboys really don't have that much depth to speak of at linebacker. We were talking about this earlier in the week here on primetime. And I, I understand the concerns with Leighton. I will say this, though, for that value, for the contract that he's getting paid with not a lot of guaranteed money or anything like that, I actually kind of lo love the deal for, for the Cowboys because LVE at least provides the depth. I know that the inconsistency is there and maybe that concerns a lot of Cowboys fans, but hey, he's cheap right now for the Cowboys and he brings some interesting, some important depth, excuse me, to your team. That linebacker is thin as hell, says Toxic Tom, referring to the Cowboys' linebacker room, which I agree. Uh, let's see. Hello, what is up, Jason? Thank you for joining the show. Now, some more takeaways from the Cowboys' draft board. According to their own evaluation of players, we discussed last night the Giants' draft. We said that Brian DeBull and Joe Chillen were winners for the 2022 NFL draft. No better way to explain this than them taking the best two prospects, according to the Cowboys, because not only did they get Tiva, though, 
with their fifth overall pick. They also got Evan Neal from Alabama with their seventh round, uh, with their seventh draft pick, excuse me, overall draft pick. So according to the Cowboys draft board, I would say that the Giants were the biggest winners of all. Now, when the Cowboys were on the clock and we said, who's best player, who's the best player available? We talked about Devin Lloyd. We talked about George Kurlaftis out of Purdue. And we also talked about Jermaine Johnson, who suddenly became, for many, an expected top 15 pick in the draft, only before he significantly fell in it. In the Cowboys draft board, you had Kurlaftis as the 21st prospect and then Johnson as the 28th prospect. Traylon Burks was 25th in their board. So Burks, does, it doesn't seem like he was in play for the Dallas Cowboys. That is something that I at least didn't expect either. Let's see. Uh, that means to bust, says Danny Savage. Okay, we good. Hey, uh, are we talking about this draft class? I don't, I think it's too early to call them busts. Or are we talking about Maurice Claiborne or Antac or Charlton? Because even if it sounds like two busts is a lot, we are going back in time to include Maurice Claiborne in this conversation. Uh, what is up, Tariq? She says, I know we signed them. He needs to get some burns, says Tariq. Craig says, I just, uh, oh, because he's talking about uh, Story Jackson. I like his attitude. Hey, there are a lot of undrafted free agents that are getting a lot of love from Cowboys Nation. Alec Lindstrom, the center from Boston College. Marquise Bell, the safety, is also getting a lot of love. I, I said this before on primetime earlier in the week. I will say it again. Just a word of caution from your friend here on primetime. I don't, I don't say this to be pessimistic. I don't say this to any of that because there are always exceptions. But, but pump the brakes a little bit. I've seen some that want to make Alec Lindstrom the starting center of your Dallas Cowboys. Way too early for that. Listen, let them make the roster before, right? Uh, what I mean with this is usually undrafted free agents don't make 53-man rosters, let alone become starters, right? Tomorrow night, by the way, make sure you tune in to primetime because I am sharing with you my way too early 53-man roster projection. And more than aiming to predict what the Cowboys will look like in September, it's more of an exercise to get to know your 2022 Dallas Cowboys a little bit better, the makeup of the roster. Because take Marquise Bell, for example. One of the bigger questions to me, does he make a safety group that has Malik Hooker in it, Jaron Kears, Donovan Wilson, and Israel Mukwamu? The Cowboys carried four safeties to open the season last year. Do they carry a, a fifth one in 2022? Ryan Nall says Toxic Tom. He makes the roster. So there's a prediction for Toxic Tom. If you want to know my take on it, make sure you tune in tomorrow night because uh, I've had a lot of fun putting it together. I, I love putting together 53-man roster projections, even though I suffer a lot when, when putting them together because it doesn't matter if it's April and it really doesn't matter at all how wrong I am with my projection. I still overthink everything. And I stare at the computer for about five hours trying to figure out what I can change. That might be an exaggeration, but, you know, it's fun.
Cannot wait to share it with you tomorrow night. Ryan Doyle says, uh, 20 undrafted free agent rookies signed. Seems like throwing, you know, let's call it darts <laughs> and see what, what it hits. I will translate. I will anger translate Ryan's comment here. Well, that's what the undrafted free agency is for, though, right? I, I don't hate the, the idea of throwing those darts in undrafted free agency because that's kind of what you're doing. I, I don't think that a lot of teams take swings in undrafted free agency knowing that they, you know, that they are going to stick with them. Story has a big climb up, says Michael, but he has size 6'3 to 30. He hits all that moves. I hope he plays a camp chancellor kind of role type. All right. He's being sarcastic mode, toxic Tom, says Tommy915. All right. All right. I know, I know that he is when it comes to Ryan Null. Uh, I'm just joking that, hey, he, he might actually make the roster, right? Because he is a fullback type. The Cowboys released Sewo today, by the way. Uh, he could contribute on special teams. Ryan Null, I got to say, I thought about it. Like, don't rule Ryan Null out of the 53-man roster. Big Sarge says, so is the draft. Talking about maybe the darts, throwing the darts. Maybe the draft also applies, but it's it's still different, though. Uh, you definitely have higher success rates early in the NFL draft. Gregory, the kicker should be interesting. Gary Vai versus Chris Nagar. That is going to be an interesting battle indeed. I don't know if the Cowboys will add someone else to the battle instead of having it only between Nagar and Gary Vai. Two kickers that have a lot of potential, yet virtually no NFL experience because Chris Nagar has kicked in the NFL before, but nothing, uh, you know, he's, he's stepped up when injuries have taken place in his respected teams. It's going to be a fun battle. I agree with that. A lot of people making Gary Vaughn a lock to the 53-man roster do not rule Chris Nagar out. He's a guy that the Cowboys have been interested in since last year. I, I've said this before on primetime when – Greg Sorline was injured in 2021. The Cowboys reached out to, to Chris Nagar to see if they could, you know, get him on their roster. But with the practice squad rules and everything, nothing ever materialized. At that time, he was in the Browns practice squad, if I'm not mistaken. You can read more about Chris Nagar, by the way, on adcsports.com slash Dallas. I had a conversation with his agent a, a couple of months ago. And it was pretty interesting. So just go into adcsports.com, look for the Chris Nagar article, and I hope that you enjoy it. Uh, Jason says, is the one cool thing tonight? No, it is tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, as every Wednesday, we have the one cool thing segment here on the show. So make sure you tune in tomorrow for the fifth stream and roster projection and also the one cool thing. Because I have mine that I want to share with you it's going to be a little bit of a show-and-tell kind of situation. For those of you who are new to the show, we do one cool thing every Wednesday, which is a space in which you guys can share something personal, professional, sports-related, or not sports-related, whatever you want it to be. And we take just a little bit of it. Call it a break uh, from the NFL and Dallas Cowboys. Let's see. Ryan says, I'm rooting for Isaac, Isaac Alarcón. 
I really believe he's an NFL caliber player. Hey, go Ryan. His blocking was pretty good in the preseason. What is up, Payo McCartney? Thank you for joining the show as well over at Facebook. Uh, thank you for being here. By the way, guys, do me a favor and hit the like button. If you like what you see, hit the like button, share the stream. Every like allows us to put this show in front of more Cowboys fans as we continue to grow the ADC Sports Dallas community. Before I leave you tonight, bonus question. Bonus question time before I leave you tonight. It's May the 4th, so I just got to ask random question. What's the very best, the finest Star Wars movie? It's May the 4th, guys. Happy Star Wars Day to all of you uh, nerds out there. And I say it respectfully because I am one of those Star Wars nerds. Not as much as my brother. My brother is really a geek when it comes to, you know, Star Wars. So what is the very best Star Wars movie? Toxic Tom goes with Empire Strikes Back. What is up, Mark? Over at Facebook. Revenge of the Seed for Bruce Got the Use. Oh, Jason is right, though. <laughs> Empire Strikes Back, says Steven. Fire goes with The Return of the Jedi. Bruce, I agree with you, actually. My favorite Star Wars movie is Revenge of the Seed. Neither, says Henry, Star Trek. How do I block someone? Let, let, me, let me figure out how do I block someone here. I'm kidding. Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back. I don't know if anyone has gone with a wild card here. Uh, Jerry going to get frozen like Han Solo says. Gilbert says, don't forget tomorrow Cinco de Mayo. How could we forget Canelo Weekend too, by the way? Uh, that is right. Happy Cinco de Mayo to everyone. I will tell you that tomorrow. Guys, Jason is right, and this is the perfect uh, representation of how hectic my week has been because Jason says, it is Wednesday. <laughs> Just a few minutes ago, I told you guys, oh, no, one cool thing, that's got to wait until Wednesday, uh, <laughs> and it is already Wednesday. How, how did this happen to me? I thought for a moment there that this was uh, a Tuesday. So I'll tell you what, we will move it tomorrow because I cannot reach what I want to share with you guys. It's all the way over there. Uh, so we will, we will do that tomorrow night for sure. Just for this week, we will have the one cool thing segment on, on a Thursday. We'll adjust, we'll improvise here. Uh, all right, Mo is on my side, says Bruce. Tommy, what is that? All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining the show. This was ADC Sports Dallas Primetime every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central, as always, brought to you by our friends over at FreemanHyundai.com. We will talk about a Cowboys roster tomorrow night. We will make a way too early 53-man roster projection. And we will also have one cool thing, usually a Wednesday segment. But hey, it's been a crazy week. And I, for a moment, I thought that this was a Tuesday. So there you go. Do me a favor, hit the like button, share the stream. If you're new here, we are live every Sunday through Thursday night. Make sure you check Skywalker Steel tomorrow morning at 8.15-ish a.m. And I will see you tomorrow night. If you don't catch the episodes live, you can also do so on Spotify, iTunes, 
wherever you listen to podcasts. So a big shout out to the podcast audience of ADC Sports Dallas. Thank you, guys. See you tomorrow.